You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's Industry Best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and today we're talking with a company, Light Boots. And so their their owner reached out to me and said, hey, man, I, I'd like to send you a pair of boots, rubber boots. Or They're not rubber boots, as you will hear in this podcast, but they looked like rubber boots. And I, I kind of hesitated for a little while. Then I went on their social media page, and I started looking at the they they did this thing where they recorded people's reaction when they handed like people at trade shows boots and the reaction is what got me interested in getting these guys on the podcast because people assumed it was some heavy bulky bulky boot and they grab it and it's, it's extremely light and since then uh, they had sent me a pair of boots in the mail and I've been able to feel them, and it is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Their, their their name, Light Boots, definitely rings true in reflecting what the the product actually is. And so, on the podcast today, we have a gen- gentleman, Brooks Tinsley. He's one of the he's the the founder of the company, and so he comes on the, the show today to talk about the material that's used in in this boot. It's it, it looks like a rubber boot, but it's not rubber. And so it's uh, it's a very unique product, and I think that it definitely has its place in the in the hunting space for sure. And so that's what we talk about today. Uh, we talk about company history, we talk about the material, we talk about the application, we talk about who his end user, who he feels his end user is, and, and how this might uh, play a role in, in a variety of hunting scenarios. So, uh, really interesting podcast. I love I love products like this because it. It's a different way to look at an old problem. And so uh, it was a pretty interesting conversation. So before we get into today's podcast, though, we're going to do some quick commercials. Tethered, if you're looking for a good saddle, if you're looking for a good platform, climbing sticks, uh, saddle accessories, go check out Tethered, man. These guys, these guys have got saddle hunting figured out. So if you're looking for an additional tool uh, to throw into your arsenal uh, when it comes to tracking down big bucks, uh, go check out Tethered. If you're looking for a hunting app that you uh, 
you probably already have it on your, I mean, because it's popular. It is the most popular, the most down, downloaded hunting app that there is. And HuntStand, it's, it's popular for a reason. It's because there's so much functionality on this app. It allows you to do all the basics, right? Look at satellite imagery, look at landowners, look at where public meets private, look for access, all that stuff, uh, topography. But it also allows you to manage trail camera pictures. It allows you to document your your outdoor adventures and, and document things like scrapes. And I, I use the word document. I use the word journal a lot because what it is, it, it's just a it is a journal. Every time you go out, you you add something, a little tidbit here. Here's a scrape. Here's a rub. Here's a trail. Here's where my trail cameras are. Here's where my tree stands are at. And and what that does is. It allows you to basically graph everything, and you can go in and you can just have better luck because you, you can you can you know look at all the documentation that you have. So if you're interested in something like that, and I strongly suggest that you should be, uh, you go check out HuntStand.com. Discount code is SN20 for 20% off. And lastly, we have Annihilator Broadheads. These guys have a, a very unique broadhead that is designed to, to create less, less drag on the shaft of, of the arrow, right? So this wound channel that the broadhead creates reduces the, the drag on the arrow. And so the whole point of it is for more, more pass-throughs, right? So if you want to find out more information on Annihilator Broadheads, the design, how it is functioning, then you definitely got to go check out uh, their website at uh, Annihilator Broadhead. So there's that. Huge shout out to all the brands that uh, support the, the podcast. Huge shout out to all of you for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast and uh, hit me up. If, if you are a manufacturer and you would like to be featured on the Hunting Gear podcast, hit me up. If you have an idea of uh, a product that you would like to see featured, on on the uh, on the podcast, hit me up, and I do most of my communication through Instagram, Nine Finger Chronicles. Hit me up, and uh, let's get into today's uh, podcast, Light Boots with Brooks Tinsley. All right, on the phone with me today from Light Boots, I'm talking with Brooks Tinsley. Brooks, how we doing, man? Doing great, man. Little little warm, but other than that, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's uh, uh we just had a, a big cold front. I don't even want to say it's cold front, you know, like we're talking like hunting terms, but uh, a summer rain uh, shower came through yesterday morning. It got a little humid, but then overnight, man, it's absolutely gorgeous here in Iowa today. Wow. wow. Now, where whereabouts are you at? Eastern Iowa is where I'm located. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. We're down here in the, the doldrums of Mississippi and it is hot and we would, we would do just about anything for rain right now. Yeah. It's. It's hot and dry. Yeah. I don't know why. You know, whenever I watch a movie about the South, right, whether it's long time ago or, or I don't know, something something recent, they always have, like, the, the heat element of the South, especially, <laughs> especially Mississippi. It's just, like, everybody's sweating. Everybody's, you know, drying their, the sweat off their head and things like that. And the humidity, right? Yeah, the humidity. This this is a time of the year that you really just question why you're here at all. Right. Why, why don't I live in North Dakota or Minnesota? Why Why am I not in Iowa right yeah. now? Yeah. So, um, but the good thing about Mississippi, and I don't know whereabouts in Mississippi you guys are located, but 
from my understanding, certain parts of Mississippi have some really good deer hunting. Oh, they do. It's, uh, you know, there's pockets where the deer hunting is just phenomenal. Big yeah. deer. Uh, so, yes, sir, it's kind of, you know, slowly, it, you know, as QDM and stuff is, is really taking hold. And a lot, a lot of people are doing a lot more management uh, on particular properties, and it's really paid off. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so light boots, okay? Mm-hmm. You reached out to me. And you said, Hey, Dan, can I send you a pair of boots? And, and, and so I usually don't respond right away to things. Cause sometimes, you know, you know how these days are, it could be a scam. Oh, yeah. It could be whatever. Yeah. So I go to, <laughs> I go to your, your website or your, excuse me, your Instagram page, your social media. And I start mm-hmm. looking through the social media page and I see these reaction videos that, mm-hmm. uh, that you've posted from, it looks like some kind of trade show that you guys are going to. That you've yeah, I think that was from NWTF. Okay, all right. So what you're doing, and I think this is marketing genius, you are recording somebody from your team handing a random person a boot, a rubber boot, and getting their reaction to it. And it's those videos, the reactions that made me respond to you and say, "Hey, man, we got to get we got to get these guys on <laughs> on the the podcast because there's there's something about this boot that must be different if you're catching these authentic reactions from people." So before we get into all of like the the details about the the company, how how old are you guys? How old is Light Boots? I would say old. We're new, brand yeah. new. So it, it was an idea I had about a year and a half ago uh, and ran uh, some sample prototype models for the past year. And we had that soft launch in uh, February at NWTF, but we actually just got product in uh, less than a month ago. So uh, we're actually finally able to, you know, get these boots out to the customers that have pre-ordered them. And similar deal that, that you saw in those reaction videos, a lot of the stuff that we got in the mail, your, your email and you know, reviews was like, wow. Like I, I thought they were going to be light, but I had no idea exactly how light they were going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So my experience with rubber boots back in the day were, were two. One was a pair of muck boots that I would mm-hmm. have when I would go out to, uh, you know, go out to the farm or go someplace that's going to be wet and muddy and i knew i knew it was going to be wet and muddy and then i would wear mm-hmm. a pair of muck boots or something like that then uh, a handful of years ago i invested in a and i say invested because they're fairly they're fair, fairly expensive to buy like a big insulated alpha burley pro uh from lacrosse right mm-hmm. one yes. of the, the the typical big cold weather hunting boot that a lot of people will wear and i just like from a hunting standpoint, I never really got past the, like, I didn't feel like they kept my feet warm as much as I I would, I would like them to. And so, um, and plus I'm a, I'm a mobile guy. I run and gun. Uh, I like to tear up and sit down and move a lot. And it's just not for me, the big bulky rubber boots just didn't cut it. So I've, I found other ways to to handle that. And so, and so let me ask you this, right? Knowing that there's a ton of other rubber boots on the market, what was the idea that, you know, you had this idea to make a, a, a boot. What was that idea? Talk to us about the idea. Talk to us about, you know, the point where you're like, dude, this might work on a, on a larger scale. 
Yeah. So, you know, similar to you, I, you know, I'm a, I'm an outdoorsman, turkey deer and ducks. And, um, every year I was in the market for a new pair of boots, uh, mainly because they just weren't holding up, uh, with I was, what I was putting them through, you know, running, gunning, turkey hunting and like you, you know, very mobile for deer. And, uh, so every year I was in the market for a new pair of boots and I actually found a pair that I really liked, uh, mainly because they were a little bit lighter, uh, and just like the comfort levels, they weren't, they didn't sweat as bad, but that particular pair, I couldn't get that pair to last eight months. I bought two pairs and they were $200 a piece. And finally I was like, something's got to give. What, what blew out on them? I mean, what made them not last for you? Uh, it, it was, they had a neoprene top and you know, if you're going through briars, yeah. uh, that neoprene just doesn't hold up very well. Uh, and you know, here in the South, it's like everywhere you go is a briar patch somewhere. Yeah. So, uh, so I wanted something lightweight, started researching materials and, uh, just kind of literally learned about boots and how boots are made, what people did and didn't like about them. Uh, and this particular material, super, super lightweight. It, it had insulating properties. Uh, it was tough, durable. It's used on, you know, it's sim- it's similar to a croc. People that pick it up are like, it's a croc that's a boot. Yeah. Uh, but our particular blend of material is a little bit different than a croc. Uh, so it's a little bit softer and that allows it some flexibility, uh, kind of around the calf area. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so then you had this idea and you're like, okay, um, let, <laughs> let's, let's look in, let's look into making it because, you know, a lot of times an idea will happen. It's like, oh, I got this great idea. And then you look into the manufacturing process or you look into Correct. what it's going to cost. And then it's just like, whoops, uh, great, yeah. <laughs> great idea, but no one's going to pay $10,000 or for whatever. No doubt. You know what I mean? So how did, how, what was the next step like where, hey, I got the great idea, but how do we, how do we get this into people's hands and, and actually make the product? Yeah. So, you know, kind of like anything, good idea. How do I execute it? And the execution uh, was not easy by any stretch of the imagination. I was up all night, every night for a couple months, talking to people overseas, different manufacturers. Uh, I actually looked at getting them made in China, uh, and I invested a lot of money on some stuff in China and getting samples made. And um, by the grace of God, I found a company in Mexico, flew down there, met with them, and they could do it. Uh, they were making a boot. I would say somewhat similar, but not, not really that close. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an injection molded boot. So it's very, uh, and the mold is very intricate. It's a four piece mold that's CNC'd out of aluminum. Uh, so it just, it took a long time to get the mold exactly right. Uh, and then once the mold was right, the injection, the material and the different characteristics of the material, we had to play with that. So it, it was a lot more in depth than just, you know, build me a boot. Uh, yeah. and, and during that process, I learned a lot about, you know, all the, the way all boots are made and most all of them are made overseas, uh, and somewhere in Asia. And what was crazy to me, it was like, man, I could start a boot company tomorrow selling a boot just like all the main players do right now and just call them something different right uh, so it, it was really kind of eye-opening to me you know where all our junk is made 
and how easy it would be to just slap a logo on something and start selling it. But that's obviously not the route I took. Um, so I wanted to kind of create something unique and I, I really feel like we did that. Yeah. So what were the first prototypes like that you got back from, you know, from the facility when you were, when you were, you know, designing prototypes and things like that? Man, you you think about like a kid at Christmas, you know, so you've got this idea and you're talking to these people that don't speak the same language as you and you're sending pictures back and forth. And it was finally like, all right, well, we made some pairs and sent them to me and opening the box. It was just like, wow, this is it. Yeah. Like kind of like a Eureka deal and letting some buddies wear them around. And, you know, when you hold them, they're like the reaction video, they're so light, your brain doesn't really process like, wow, how can they be this light? It just doesn't feel right. Uh, and then the next step there was like, how well do they hold up? Uh, and, you know, gave them some buddies and had them put, put them through the ringer. And every one of them was like, dude, you, you got to do this. You got to go all in. So that's, that's what I did in September last year. I quit my job and went all in on boots. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Um, all right. So you compared them to Crocs a little mm-hmm. bit, right? Maybe, maybe not. And then also I'm on your website right here. And one of the bullet points describing this boot is very durable. Well, I blew out a pair of Crocs in a summer. You know what I mean? Like in a, you know, I, I had a pair of, uh, Crocs. I wore them every single day. And then eventually the bottom ran out and my, my bottom of my foot was touching the ground. At, at wow. some point. Yeah. You really ran through it. Yeah. We, we, I used them every, when I say every day, it was every day when I got them for, <laughs> I got them for Christmas and then I started wearing them. <laughs> like that's, that's how much I wore them. So, uh, talk about the, this boot in, mm-hmm. because as, as I look at this, mm-hmm. I see lightweight. I, I heard lightweight. I heard crock like material. And so mm-hmm. immediately as someone who beats the shit out of their equipment, I hear uh, it's not going to be it's not going to be as durable as other uh, other boots. You're sacrificing durability mm-hmm. for the construction. Um, talk about the yeah. durability. I would think you know it would be a little bit you know subjective to yeah. exactly what you put them through. Because I've had my pair of Crocs for six years, but I, obviously I'm not wearing them every single day. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it, it would depend on where you're wearing them. If you're wearing them on gravel or asphalt all day, every day, they're not going to hold up as good as if they are just walking through the woods. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, for what they're designed for, uh, the, the bottom of this sole is a lot more aggressive. The tread is a lot more aggressive than a croc for that reason. Yeah. Um, to, to give you some more longevity and to give you a little bit more grip and obviously wet and muddy conditions where you'd be using them. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a sole that comes in or, uh, an insert that comes with these boots in the bottom? So there's, there's not. And you know, that was one of the, when looking at doing it, I actually had some samples that had, I had an insert in them and then I did some without, and so this, the, the sole is similar to a Crocs. There's nothing inside the boot. It's all one piece. Uh, and there's some little bumps on the bottom to keep your foot from slipping. But uh, the, the big part there is if you did get water down in your boot, if you're crossing a creek and it got wet, or if you left them in the back of your truck and it rained, you wouldn't need a boot dryer to dry them out. You just dump them out and wipe them down with a napkin and you'd be 
be back good to go. Gotcha. Okay. So it's a true rubber boot. If the inside gets wet, dump it upside down, clean it out. We're, we're, yeah. we're back to wearing yeah. them. Now the Correct, other. But like a croc. So it's not technically rubber. Uh, it's more of a foam. Okay. Uh, so the big thing there with rubber boots is rubber will get brittle, especially in cold weather. Right. And that's where you have a lot of your, your cracking. This material literally will not crack. Uh, I think it's, uh, it remains its flexibility down to like negative 150 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, so it's, it, you know, it's a foam. It, it flexes and, yeah. and literally won't mold, won't mildew, won't rot. Yeah. So the other, the other thing with a typical rubber boot that I've experienced in the past is, is it's not like a hiking boot, right? You're, you're sacrificing, you're sacrificing Correct. one thing for another. And mm-hmm. so my, my feet are sliding around in this thing. You know, I can't tie mm-hmm. it like a, mm-hmm. like shoelaces or anything like that. It, are these form fitting on your feet? Are they going to slide around in them? They will a little bit. And that's kind of by design. Again, it's just, it's so different than anything anybody's really ever worn. Uh, so most of your, like you said, like your traditional uh, knee boot, uh, it, there's a lot of seams in there and there's material that kind of comes together and in places. And so when they don't fit good, they cause blisters. These boots are smooth on the inside. Uh, so they don't rub and they really don't create a blister. It it was something that me and my buddies actually just kind of talked about about a month ago. It's like, you know, we, we wore these, put them through the ringer, warm, you know, day one, all day walking, no blisters. Yeah. Uh, like I've never had that with another boot. Uh, yeah. They're just not, as, they're not as clunky. There's not enough, uh, as much weight to like cause that, that friction. Gotcha. Uh, they're just, um, that not liking rubber boots. I'm, I'm with you. Like you wouldn't go somewhere you were planning on walking 15 miles in a traditional rubber boot because you'd have blisters. Yeah. Um, but I've put, I know in Nebraska, I put 20 miles a day on a pair. Yeah. So on, on the, the website here is, uh, we, it talks a little bit about don't like warning, don't do these things. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, let's see, causes boots to shrink or deform. What, mm-hmm. what causes your boots to shrink or deform? So it's an injection molded boot and it's molded by heat. So when they inject this material, they get it really hot. Uh, it sits in this machinery for three or four minutes. When it comes out, it expands and then they put it on another form and it cools to that shape. Right. So the melting point is like somewhere around 200 degrees or so. Uh, but the, the problem that you have, especially in the South is, you know, if it's, I think it's supposed to be 102 degrees tomorrow here. Dang. Well, if you leave these in the bed of your truck indirect sunlight and it's a hundred degree day the bed of your truck will literally get to 180 degrees we shot it with a thermal gun last week and i was like blown away uh so it's really just it's the heat plus the direct sunlight that just takes it to a level that um i've heard people with crocs that have shrunk up uh, and that's how i figured this out so that all the positives that's probably the one negative is just really extreme heat Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And then, um, it says something here about they, they can also develop a bit of a memory. 
mm-hmm. on is that on the foot when you put them in? Yeah. So, you know, the more you wear them and that, that's one thing that like, uh, for, for the longest time, all these people wearing Crocs, I'm like, I'm not getting a pair. They look retarded. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> but when I finally did get a pair of Crocs, I realized what the whole fuss was about. They, the more you wear them, the more they shape to your foot and kind of more comfortable they are. So like, if I go to put my buddy's pair of size 11 Crocs on, they're just going to feel different than mine. Uh, and so these boots kind of have the same characteristics. The more you wear them, the more they kind of fit your foot profile. Gotcha. Gotcha. But, and that's the one thing I like about certain insoles uh, or inserts Mm -hmm. is is that, that almost like memory. And I feel like on certain boots that I have, once that a shoe's really broken in, it has that foot memory in there, whether that's Mm -hmm rubber or whatever material it is and that's yeah. when you stop thinking about your feet and, yeah and well, yeah go ahead to that point so most of so the, the, this material is eva and most of your i say most i would say 90 percent of your uh, midsoles for your shoes whether they're boots tennis shoes whatever are that material so this has the same natural cushion that you're used to in any, just about any shoe or boot that you own. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and so when it comes to, let me, let me ask you this. Once you started, I've seen the reaction videos, but once you started getting this boot out, it says here 13 ounces per boot. Well, I'll tell you right now, but the the rubber boots that I have aren't even close to that. They're probably like (laughs) four pounds per boot or whatever. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the... Uh, when you started, I, I guess, getting the prototypes in and you started getting these out to people for them to wear, what was some of the feedback coming back to you on either how to make it better or how to uh, adjust it, like adjust it? Good, good, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. So, uh, normally when people hold them for the first time, their, their reaction is, holy shit. Yeah. Like, wow. It's, it's, a, it's a mind blowing deal. Like this, this just doesn't feel right. Uh, but the, the one thing that, you know, that we really worked on was just how, how easy it was to get your foot inside and out of the boot. So like when you look at them, uh, around the ankle, the, the ankle is bigger than in a lot of your traditional rubber boots. And we did that by design. Uh, we wanted the biggest complaint you heard was like how hard it, it how hard it was to get my boots on and off off in particular yeah you, you know, they, they make the boot pullers that you got to have and if you don't have one of those and you're an older guy you almost literally need somebody to help you get your boot off yeah so with these being so light like i talked about the not rubbing uh that little bit of play in the ankle uh was something that a lot of my buddies were like yeah it's a little sloppy you know around the ankle i was like well, just wear them and all of them after wearing them for a couple of days was like i get it now you don't, they don't have to be tied around your ankle. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so when it comes to the, so was there any, any feedback, any, any bad feedback that you had to make adjustments on? Uh, I mean, we made some just changes here and there, uh, but not really. Uh, I, I guess I had gone through some bad stuff in China where I was like, I need to do this different, this different, and this different. So when I actually got my first prototype in, I kind of knew what I wanted. And that was before I actually kind of gave them to anybody. 
So uh, our initial feedback, the reviews have been phenomenal. Uh, one thing that that the couple negative uh, feedbacks that we've got is the calf. If you've got an extremely yeah. large calf, these were tight. And so we're actually working on like a wide calf model right now. Yeah. So is this a lot of your now will have like a gusset that will allow you to expand and contract that calf. Yeah. And so this will allow us to kind of get people with big calves and boot that, that fits them right. Gotcha. I wish I had big calves. My, <laughs> yeah. my, bro, my brother had all of the, the, uh, the calves in when it came to like how, how our genetics were divvied up. I got the bigger upper body and he got the bigger, like, like, uh, calves and quads and things like that. So, yeah. um, I kind of, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm a little bit pissed at that. It's like the movie twins, right? I'm in the same boat. If I wear shorts around, it's, it's a little embarrassing. Like, eggs. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. So who's your customer? Uh, you know, like you, I've got ties to the outdoor industry. That's kind of my passion. And so initially that's kind of our, you know, market that we're focusing on, but it's really just a general everyday boot for, you know, like you said, you may not need these boots every day there. I mean, there's some people in the South that wear boots like this literally every day. Yeah. Um, but in places up there, it's like, Hey, it's been raining every day for the past week and I got to go feed cows or feed my dogs or do something outside. And, uh, I can slip these on and off real easy and not get my socks all wet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, just a good everyday rain boot. Yeah. Well, that and, and, uh, I see a, uh, functionality. I don't know. I, we call them yard boots, uh, mm-hmm. on the farm where we'd throw a, a pair of muck boots yeah. on or, or really light boots, like something like this to go out and, you know, basically step in manure all day or, you know, yeah. scoop manure or, or do something where the boot's going to get really dirty and really muddy, spray it off, set them upside down and wear them again the next day. Right. So, yeah. um, now it, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for the, the Midwest and the North, right. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. the, these, these colder temperatures. Have you guys mm-hmm. done any experimenting in colder temperatures as far as not, not how the boot necessarily performs, but mm-hmm. how you would layer socks or how you would try to keep the foot warm also while wearing a light boot? Yeah. So, you know, kind of like you, uh, hit on earlier, you know, a, a burly, you know, heavy insulated rubber boot, not only is it like extremely heavy, I mean, it, it these are, would these are an insulated boot and they're a quarter of the weight, maybe less than some of those other boots. But if you're, I, I think it depends on your situation. If you were riding a four wheeler to your stand and got out and got in it, um, and you had a 2000 gram insulate boot, you'd probably be perfect. But if you had to walk a half mile to that stand in that 2000 gram boot, well, your feet are going to be literally soaking wet. Yeah. Um, because regardless of how, you know, cold or hot it is, if you move around, heat leaves your head and your feet. So that's where you're going to, you're going to get moisture from. So we found the best with these boots is just a regular, you know, sock in most conditions, uh, you know, lightweight Merino sock and very cold conditions that would, you know, keep you dry, allow you to breathe. But these boots hold in, uh, heat 
extremely well. And like when you hold a pair, uh, people are like, where's the insulation? Well, it's the insulation is actually in the material itself. So uh, when they're manufactured, there's millions of little tiny air bubbles that are formed in that material. And air is your insulator, just like it is in your house or neoprene. Uh, so they're, they're actually very warm for uh, how you feel. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Right. So that allows an opportunity for you to uh, kind of go North a little ways with a, with a no product, doubt. Uh, with no a product doubt. like this and with it not being rubber. So maybe you just answered this, but rubber compared to the material that these boots make, does one hold I don't know, like the word breathable, like, so with a traditional rubber boot, they're not breathable, right? Sure. Um, are, are these boots breathable at all? Do they, do they hold temperature in a different way than a traditional rubber boot? Um, so a traditional rubber boot, uh, your, your insulation is through Thinsulate and yeah. that's a, it's a liner material and that Thinsulate may be breathable, but the rubber around it is not. So, uh, and similar with, uh, neoprene, uh, none of them are per- really breathable to the outside air from your foot. None of them. Now there are some, you know, lace up type boots that are, yeah. uh, that offer some waterproofing material and are breathable. But as far as, uh, this or a rubber boot or a neoprene boot, none of those are technically breathable. Now there may be some stuff inside there that is, but the outer layer is absolutely not. So, you know, I guess it's, you know, marketing and I've learned, <laughs> I've learned this and reading. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors and yeah. temperature ratings and breathability and won't sweat. And I'm, I'm, a, you know, after talking to you, you're pretty blunt and I'm a lot the same way. I'm not going to lead somebody down a path. I mean, I could probably say that they're breathable, but they're not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's respectable, man. A lot of people bullshit. And, uh, yeah. And uh, then it ultimately comes back to hurt them in the end and say, well, I mean, I I love talking with companies and you haven't really come out and said it, but, um, but there's other companies that have said it like, maybe my product's not right for you uh, or what you're trying to to accomplish. I mean, obviously everybody, especially Mm -hmm. in the hunting, right? We got guys that hunt in Saskatchewan where it's negative 60 degrees all the way down to, you know, the rut in the South could be a hundred degrees in some days, you know, down there. So it it just, it's, there's different products for different people. And and I think here is something really cool, man. It's just a different angle. uh, And you're putting your time and energy into the hunting industry uh, because it sounds Mm -hmm. like that's what you're passionate about. And uh, the, the, the only question I have, and it's something I probably should have asked right off the, at, at the beginning, but what is your background that led you to this? Cause a lot of times a guy will say, well, my background was this, or maybe they own a machine shop. And so they're yeah. like, well, I'll make a tree stand or they own yeah. a machine shop and say, well, I'll make, make broadheads. Right. Did you have a background in any of this before you started? I'm uh, not, you know, I was not in the, you know, footwear industry by any means. Uh, uh, my dad worked for Mossy Oak. And so I've been around hunting my whole life. Gotcha. Um, and so, you know, during duck season, I'm duck hunting deer season. So, so from really, I would say October through May every year, I'm in the outdoors. Yeah. Uh, whether it be deer, ducks or turkey. And so uh, my buddies joke around like if 
Brooks is hard on his shit. If it held up for him, it's going to hold up for anybody. Right. <laughs> That's a win. That's a win. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Well, my friend, um, if people want to find out more about your guys' boots, why don't you go ahead and tell them where we can find your information? Yeah, so we're on all the social media platforms, uh, Light Boots, L-I-T-E, uh, and then you can go to www.lightboots.com to order them. Uh, the cool thing about them, the price point, uh, you know, they're they're only 80 bucks, uh, so it's a good price point in comparison to any other boot that, you know, uh, you'd be looking at buying. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's a great gift, uh, great gift idea and good all-around boot and uh buy a pair you won't regret it perfect well brooks man i really appreciate you taking time out of your day to hop on the podcast and and uh talk about light boots with us man uh thank you for your time good luck with business and good luck out in the field this year thank you dan really appreciate the opportunity and uh thanks for what you're doing